G, I put a thousand jumpers up. Word to Dapper J, I put a thousand jumpers up. When I'm ending off my day, I put a thousand jumpers up. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of A Thousand Jumpers. My co-host is my bro, Bobby G, Black Rob, Rob, that dude with three first names. I feel like you're just giving the government all my aliases so that they can come down on me. I didn't even use the the best alias. Hi, Judas. (laughs) Oh, this how we're coming? I didn't even even say uh, BT, but it's cool. They don't need to know. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. (laughs) They don't need to know about that, dog. It's it's crazy. I'm going to have an interview on, like, Sway or something. They're going to be like, what was your first rap name? I'm going to be like, I'm going to let you know where his name came from. (laughs) Yeah, but, um... And that's yo, me. Fun fact. I don't know how the hell you tried to sell me on that shit. And I was like, yo, you're right. That's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yo, my person came with that name dropped. I, I, it could be Illmatic level. You wouldn't listen to that shit. <laughs> I would totally listen to that. <laughs> so you'd you be like, he one of them weird niggas. <laughs> have you heard some of the artist names in my life? I would totally listen to that. <laughs> But um, as for me, you know, Jarrell Dapper J and this another edition, we really don't have um much sports. I guess, you know, on, on a somber note, we got to yeah, pay do. respects to uh, Vincent Jackson, former receiver for the Chargers and oh, Bucks. Facts. That was crazy. Just just reading that um, press his family. Um, yeah, man, rest in peace. But in terms of sports, I mean, it really isn't much for us to talk about. I mean, we could talk about Anthony how Anthony Davis. Yeah, Anthony Davis is hurt. So this this could be the stretch where LeBron can get his what fourth? Fifth yeah, MVP? I, I told niggas that. I saw yeah, you tweet fifth that. MVP. I tweeted that. I told my brother that before anybody on any sports show was saying it. Okay, guys. People were uh, saying it after he won. What, what are you doing? Nah, I was bent. No, no, I'm talking about this stretch specifically. The oh. moment it happened. Okay. Stop it. Okay, first of all, I think LeBron's already number two in the MVP race this number year. Number one. Okay. Yeah, it's MB, Braun, Jokic, Giannis. You got Giannis over Steph and Kevin. Steph is an AFC in the AFC. He's nowhere in the MVP conversation. Like people talking about him, like he's doing better than Dame. Who Dame got on this team? Stop. Nobody. Forty-year-old Melo. <laughs> CJ been going half the year. No, he's forty years old. He's an average. He's a good role player. 
you know who Steph got? A former number one overall pick. The uh, current, what was he, like number two overall pick? Yeah, Wiseman, yeah. All-NBA player named Draymond Green. Like multiple defensive Draymond player trash years. for so long. I never said he was trash. I just said he was a triple single player, like Charles Barkley. <laughs> but no, clearly he he made that defense because when he was out, when he missed games and Steph oh. was playing, they was getting blown out. Yeah, and then you were blaming it on Steph. When I'm like, it, yeah, because he wasn't out there dropping fifty five like James Harden was. Okay, when the Houston couldn't play defense, <laughs> but um. Draymond came back. That defense looked crazy, right? Oh, look at I them mean, stopping people. You said they weren't going to win 30 games this year. You about to pay me 20. We should have bet more money on that. Nah, bro. <laughs> it's cool. That 25 is coming to me. Give it, give oh, it, it takes us one injury. Let Draymond go down for a month. I already told you. <laughs> there's a significant nah, injury. <laughs> we, no, no, that, no. That was in the betting clause. You said Steph. Just, just like I, I was saying, Warriors Nets Finals. But once Clay, I was like, no, that's in the clause. Clay's down. Nope, not happening. Nets not even getting to the finals. Who's getting to the finals from the East? Um, probably the Seventy Sixers. Okay. Okay. Once <laughs> Joel and B get the ball, who's gonna do something to him? Nobody. <laughs> Is he gonna be healthy? <laughs> That and that's the okay, and that's what made me tell people that LeBron was going to win last year. Because every time I said they was going to win, no one ever said, "Nah, so and so was a better team." Oh, they were like, "Year seventeen, is he going to be there come playoff time?" You're banking on injuries because you know if they're healthy, you're going to lose. <laughs> like, what? Nah, I mean you we know banking on Ben, Ben more than Embiid. Although Ben had a crazy game last night. He dropped 42 with no threes. Like, that's really good. And their center was 7-3 in defensive play of the year, like three times over. I mean, Rudy yeah. Gobert is the greatest defender of all time. He shut down all sports. So, you need to put some respect for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I hate Rudy Gobert. <laughs> it's crazy that Rudy Gobert, people don't mention him in the MVP race. That's ridiculous. Like the Jazz have the best record in the league. They're fools, Golden. You know it. And he's and he's the sole reason that every time they step on the court, that you're like, fuck, how are we gonna score tonight? Like, yo, <laughs> he is fucking 13, 14 rebounds a game, block like Rudy four Gobert shots. is a good player, but we're not. No, Rudy Gobert is a great defender. He's Absolutely. arguably a, the best defender in the league. Like to what he means. For a team, He's consistently. I don't know. If I want to give him the who, best. Who, who, who was that? Who was the strapping young fellows on the Jazz that are defending people? Mike Conley, thirty some. Donovan Mitchell couldn't stop you. <laughs> Joe Engel, forty five old. He looked old as shit. Like you know, you know why they defending people well? Because <laughs> go bear in the paint, standing there like, what's up? <laughs> They got the best record in the league. After what he did to end 2020, he should never be. All I'm saying is they got the best record in the league. No, they do. That's wonderful. The Jazz haven't been this dominant since, you know, Malone and Stockton. And that's that's cool. That's about it. Don't make the playoffs. Don't win a series. You say fools go, right? So what does that mean? If they don't win the – they have to win the championship to be solidified? 
No, you got to beat out an elite team. You beat the Lakers? Yeah, then I'll, I'll take you seriously. The Lakers going to win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> My point exactly. They're not. But, yeah, like. But, like, if you get so they get to the Eastern, to the Western Conference Finals and play the Lakers and lose, they still fools go. Uh, who do they? I'm going to do how you do with the Warriors. Who did they play leading up to that? Because they play, like, some easy teams, then who cares? Say they beat, I don't know. Say they beat the Warriors and the Clippers or something. I, I'll take it. I mean, they'll they'll win a they'll win a series. So the Clippers, so the Clippers were fools, go. Well, yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were that's definitely. What, they didn't even you, play the Lakers. Okay, they cool. folded. Yeah, they were fools, go. Uh, cool. As long as you're not out here moving the goalposts. Yeah, I don't do I that. I don't like but yeah, you know. What? <laughs> I'm saying is LeBron getting number five MVP and ring this year. I, I'm i never going to even talk about who's the greatest. Like right now, we can have a conversation and a good argument. LeBron wins the MVP number five and the ring this year. <laughs> I'm, never, I'm not even going to have a conversation. Like, if someone's going to bring it up, I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> okay. All right, well, well, we can revisit this. No, we won't. I'm not going to have the conversation. He's clearly the go. <laughs> A repeat in year 18 and the MVP. John Elway did it. <laughs> John Elway had Terrell Davis. <laughs> okay. LeBron has Anthony Terrell Davis. Da- Terrell Davis ran for 92,000 yards in three seasons. <laughs> Anthony Davis is a top five player in basketball. Anthony Davis has never been better than LeBron James. Okay. Terrell Davis was better than John Elway. He oh, was for them Super Bowls. Yeah, no, I mean, he was. <laughs> okay, then. We he got in the Hall better. of Fame. Dun, dun, dun. No. <laughs> he was damn good. <laughs> All right, man. Let's, let's get... Is there anything else? Oh, wait. All right, I thought this was kind of cool. So, you know, I get up. Well, Rob and I actually get up similar times. Rob, I don't know when he sleeps, if we're really keeping it in the buck. But <laughs> I don't know when I sleep. I just try to think when I went to sleep last night. Exactly. <laughs> but he, he, he'll always be there unless he... Anyway, it's not the point. So, because of my early schedule, I miss a lot of sporting events. Well, you know, with Serena playing Australia Open, it was like, yo, Serena going to be playing at like three. And I'm like, yo, if I get to work on time, I can watch Serena. <laughs> Got to work at four, watched her last. I'm like, yo, Serena really out here. And I'm like super geek because I get to watch like uninterrupted Serena 4 a.m. I'm watching and she's cooking. I'm like, oh, yeah, she won. Now she's going to the uh, semifinal. She's playing Naomi. All right, that's mm. gonna be a good one. That's gonna be seven o'clock. That's prime time. So. Racism. How am I racist? <laughs> what? No, <laughs> racism <laughs> against each other. Yeah. I'm like, dang, because we want Serena to get 24, then we want her to get 25, and then yeah. But no, she looked good. She hasn't played like that Serena, in two years. Serena is. There's a reason why when we mention who's the greatest athlete of all time, her name is in that mix. She's dominant 20 years, you know what I'm saying? 
Have you seen that ESPN uh, special? That Amar- It is a while. I don't remember it airing live, but I do remember it. Amara Rashad was hosting. It was Jordan, Serena, Jeter, Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, yeah. And, and Warren Sapp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all talking about what makes them great. And just mm-hmm. seeing like young Serena, because this is when she just started winning. When you, okay, like just think of that, right? Think of that. We talk about you measure people's greatness by uh, who they, who the name is around, right? We talking about Warren Sapp, a defensive tackle. We talking about revolutionized position. Like we ain't seen a defensive tackle since, until Aaron Donald. Until Aaron Donald, for sure. For <laughs> like, sure. Right. You think of Michael Jordan. I mean, especially at that time, unequivocally the goat, right? Not Absolutely. even at that, at that time it was like what like old fours, old five ish. That was so, like that like old three, oh four, yeah. Something like that. So it's like so it's like LeBron ain't even LeBron yet. <laughs> Jordan's still unequivocally the GOAT, right? And Kobe's dope, you know, but Kobe won with Shaq, so it's like yeah, no, bro, Kobe amazing. Rest in peace. Kobe not on the level of Jordan. Jordan has six rings, six finals MVPs, like come on, bro. Anyway. You think of the best boxer of all time? Like you talking about talent wise? Yeah. There's a reason why when Roy Jones was in his prime, no one ever mentioned the name of Floyd Mayweather. And Floyd was still undefeated. <laughs> like, bro. Nah, bro. And Serena's in that class because yes, total dominant she came in the game killing everybody. Like I'm surprised you didn't mention uh Jeter. You know, I hate the Yankees, but like I give up. Oh. By yeah, then, he was already, like, a four-time champion. <laughs> first of all, he's, first of all, like I said, he's one of the most winningest baseball players of all time. One In of the, the best area. hitters of all time. I mean, you think of hitters, you think of what? Pete Rose. You think of what? Later, you think of who? Ichiro. True. Think of H- Hank Aaron, bro. Like, Hank Aaron, I think, is second or third all-time. <laughs> when did you see Hank Aaron play? On film, <laughs> exactly. So my people we seen like, <laughs> but not Derek Jeter. Come on, man. El Capitan. Okay. <laughs> but no, Serena's been that fire since two. Like, come on, bro. And her greatness now doesn't surprise me. Like, this is what greatness. It surprised me when people are surprised at greatness, right? That's what surprised me. Like, every time Floyd went to fight, every time Tom Brady does something, every time Serena wins a match, every time LeBron wins a championship or, you know, another clutch game, it's We're like, not surprised. like, oh, my God. We should always appreciate greatness. Absolutely. But, man, like, like. There's a reason why they're great. Like I'll be looking at Serena, just I'll be waiting for the dub. (laughs) But if you notice, Serena, like she's been getting to the finals, but she'll lose. Like she hasn't been winning them. Like I said, tennis is different than others, though. So like you mean, it's the same way. Like it's not like she's Tiger Woods, where there's a been a specific period where Tiger won what one two majors in the last what how many years yeah no like she her decline wasn't like that like Serena Serena go two years without a major people are, what the fuck is going on yeah but that that's the thing and then Serena her competition is starting to catch up to her with athleticism skill set obviously they don't have the longevity but people 
people say that, but I put Serena. Like we always talk about, someone tweeted about like people don't mention her in the same breath as like is LeBron. It's like yo, when I think of Serena Williams' athleticism compared to like her contemporaries, I think of LeBron. Like LeBron's clearly nowhere near as athletic as he was in Miami, which I don't know what people act like he is. But LeBron is still probably more athletic than ninety-five percent of the NBA. And that was ninety-eight the late the last repeat where it was just like Jordan wasn't. The same, no, athlete. for sure. Yeah, same athlete from '88 to '93, but he's still more physically gifted than probably 95 percent of the league. He's also lucky that I mean, by the time his well, no, because like by the time his second three people was in there, we didn't get real Kobe Bryant, T Mac, and them, Vince Carter. Like, yeah, there was a whole class of niggas that would have whooped his ass, and we saw it when he came back. But back to Serena. That's what I'm saying. Like when you talk about. Oh, her contemporaries, uh, her competition is like catching up to her physically. Like, now, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, they're more athletic than they were 20 years ago. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Catching up to her. No. Uh, well, but like, she's. So think about it. Difference. In, like in, in her era, right? You had Venus, who was mm-hmm. super comparable up until her health issues. You had mm-hmm. Sharapova, which she was a joke. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then that's mm-hmm. that's kind of it. Like there was literally nobody. Well, as I mean, a lot of that's popularity. Like you said, like Sharapova was a joke. Like her popularity kept her in that um, conversation, right? Like that's not like her skill set wasn't up there. <laughs> her athleticism mm-hmm. ain't up there. Like she ain't she ain't that. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so no, nah, I mean, sure, there's a hell of a lot of people coming up. There's some people, man. She got no, she definitely got competition for sure. But even if you look at like Serena's ranked 10th, Serena's still the big dog. I haven't, I I only remember the last time I I can remember seeing Serena being double digits in terms of ranking. Serena Serena slipped a couple of times. She's taking some time off. Yeah, slip. no, the time off is different, but like, and, and she's like, battling like a knee injury. I mean, uh, they said her Achilles or something, but like, Serena's been through a lot these last five years, yeah. physically. I mean, for sure. She's, like I said, yo, no, she's, she's a warrior, yo. She is the greatest athlete in her sport, right? By far. She's doing what great people do, bro. I, like, I mean, I, she, I just she want again. the slam. I want her to solely have the slams record. For oh, for women. sure, for sure. Like the same way we all was cheering Tiger. Like, oh my God, you gotta get another one. We still like, cheer him every time. Tiger gotta get three, maybe four more. Serena just needs one. Because he's what at fifteen now, so he needs. He needs three. He needs three to. <laughs> that's a lot. Serena needs one to tie. Yeah, and two to break. Got, That's not a lot, but we also know like Serena's time isn't. She's not gonna be around till she's fifty. Like, like said, and like you said, golf is different, bro. It's a nigga that been fifty and won a major. But now it's weird. And me working in PGA Tour radio, once you turn fifty, you get grandfathered into a whole new league to the Tour of Champions, where all the old people play. Mm-hmm. Tiger only got five years left. He got five years to win three majors. That's a lot. 
It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's a fact. Serena, like said, we don't know Serena, how long she's trying to play. I know she wants that record. I guess she she gonna she gonna get it off with it. Like when you that great and you got that will. But these these young girls, they they here, man. Naomi here, bro. She not going anywhere. Coco gonna get better. Like she here. But that's something about being you being the goat, bro. No, I'm I'm not knocking it. You like, know, I'm I'm with it. So they play, I think, when this drops at 7 p.m. So y'all, y'all should go check that out. It's billion p.m. But it was cool to wake up and be like, yo, I could watch Serena play live. Like, yeah. and I'm like, it was like watching the Olympics. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Wow. It's sports on my TV at three in the morning. Right. Like, this is fantastic. This is live. Is no one, you know how like, you you think you're watching a game and then you go on Twitter like, oh man, these are all the highlights or whatever. Like, this is like <laughs> real time. So I thought that was cool. But um, let let's get to let's get to the music, man. This this Valentine's Day weekend, a lot of stuff dropped. Um, let, let's let's we'll talk on the movie a little bit later. But Judas and the Black Messiah, the soundtrack. Um, I guess this this would be like the first rap album or body of work that we care about this year. I, I feel like personally, this year so far already. Yeah, so really? I mean that has what rap. Nothing has really dropped that as a as a, a album or body of work that we're like, hey yo, this is hard. You might be right. Um, I mean the the heavy hitters to get a new Nas track, outstanding. Nas is Nas is a flawless lyricist. and I was like, man, people not even gonna catch the like the the tributes he's throwing to them. Like that was that was really dope. But the record everyone is leaving away with, which we will play to end the show. Nah, uh, neighborhood nip, <laughs> Jigga, Jay, Ho, whatever you want to call it. The greatest rapper alive. This is what it feels like. Like that's that's crazy. Jay Z, the Serena Williams, a rap, bro. <laughs> And what's <laughs> wild is that Nip verse, because when he was talking about, like, my tape, I was like, wait, this couldn't have been on a victory lap. It's like, yo, we've had that for eight years. I'm like, eight years? That's crazy. And it was like, he always wanted Jay on that record, but he just never felt it was right. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. That's hard. Rest in peace, Nip, man. That's you know, dope. O- I mean, overall, like, before we, we start talking about how much we love the song, and, and we, we do... It's a really good mm-hmm. soundtrack. Um, yeah, the record Revolutionary like with G Herbo and Bum G Herbo, J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That record was yeah. hard. BJ and yeah, Chicago Kid. J, man. That record was tough. Like, Sir's record. Uh, was cool. with, uh, Dom Kennedy. Dom Kennedy was hard. Yeah. Like, it was a really good soundtrack. I'm, I'm yeah. loving that we're bringing the soundtracks, are, are bringing back the quality of, like, yo, man, this movie fire, but the soundtrack is fire, too. Like, yeah, yeah, there, there was a time where like it was a good like decade where soundtracks crazy. didn't matter, but in the nineties and early two thousands, yeah, soundtracks like, were everything. Above the rim soundtrack, crazy. Right. Waiting to Excel soundtrack is considered the greatest soundtrack ever recorded by man. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case though. 
Nah, it's a lot yeah. of baby face. I mean, you're not yeah, a baby have, guy. Uh, oh my gosh, you can keep half of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting up in my room, you know, like I, I, I'm just saying, we we could we could go down. But, um, nah, it's it's an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. But yeah, man, I thought it was crazy. It was like, yo, new Nip record. It's like, yo, Nip is talking. And then Jay is like, I got you, young fella. And yeah. It's, Jay's, Jay's the greatest rapper, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not even like, like, I always ask my brother, I'm like, yo, I always feel, I always wonder what it would feel like to like wake up and like, I'm LeBron James and I know I'm the best basketball player in the world or like, I'm floored. I know I'm the best boxer of all time. It's like if I wonder how it feels to wake up in your Jay Z and just like I'm the best rapper ever. <laughs> like, yeah, ever. I'm the best. It's just a fact. He shouldn't be able to <laughs> rap that well over Yo. fifty. Like that's the thing where you're like, he's really still great. And, and that's we we look at greatness in a sense where touching back what you're saying with sports. Greatness is a moment in time. Some people can sustain greatness, but eventually you fall off the cliff. Like, again, people that know me and you know me, you know I'm a big Peyton Manning guy. So seeing him make the haul was a moment for me. But we're not going to say he was 13-3 and Peyton that last (laughs) season. Like, we're just, that's me being delusional. Like, Peyton hit that cliff. You know, and he not the same. But you know, bro. rapping, rapping is mental, man. But the thing with Jay is just like, but it's a spotlight thing too. It's not KRS One still spitting dope bars, but we not really checking for that. Nah. See what I'm saying? But see, I, I'm gonna say the thing. The thing with Jay is like, it's not. It's not just when I say he's the greatest. It's not just the skill set, right? Watch because you can't even think of like M. Like we're not even talking about. I'm not even gonna bring around respect to KRS, but like his relevancy in the game right now. Yeah. But like you talk about M, M's still a relevant MC, right? He still makes noise when he releases music. He is his skill set is amazing. He's still sharp as a motherfucker. Right. But Jay's ability to still be the base that we touch, like he's still the foundation of whatever whatever rap like this current no matter who comes into the game they're 18 19 21 years old and they're in the interview talking about yeah i'm trying to reach that j level and you're like everything he's saying is still part of the game it's still a part of the game that we still breathe mm-hmm. like it's not just something we put on the shelf and like and admire and go wow this dude really can rap like he's still it's like no he's an active participant in the game 30 years later bro and and that that's fair but no it's that record was dope the black thought record was crazy bruh um black, black Dirk, he killed timeless. it like with his record like it's it's a really good soundtrack I, like, was, I like the soundtrack one yeah I think that's the first great or great rap body of work which is the soundtrack, which is interesting. Um, other things, so Lucky Day had a concept called Table for Two, where it's him and duets with different uh, women artists, R&B songstresses. And I, I like the concept. Um, and I don't want to listen to it again. But through first listen, I'm going to say this. I was high out like, yo, he got a record with Ari. You know Lucky Day is my dog. And I know mm-hmm. that you know that Ari is your chick. Like that's that's who you ride with. 
That record was just okay, know. man. It it didn't move me. Mm. It didn't hit the soul. And even though I'm not a big fan of her, yo, Queen Naja been like kind of coming through on these features, bro. I, yo, I was about to say, did she do something weird that we're not supposed to like her for? She's just annoying. So like, okay, because she she definitely been cooking. I don't want to. If someone who is a Queen Naja fan, you can correct me for this following comparison. But this is how I feel about her. She's like the B Simone of R and B. Oh, that is bad. But she's way more talented. Just in terms of antics, like people find her annoying. Music, like she can sing. It's not like she can't sing. But difference is, it's like okay when you think of her, like okay, like her redeeming quality, she can sing. I don't. What is B Simone's redeeming quality? Yeah, she's not really funny, and we. We have so much other things to talk about. We're not really even gonna touch on B Simone. We just gonna let her get cooked by the internet. Prosper. But yeah, nah, she that that record was dope. Um, I mean, overall, like Lucky Lucky Days, one of my new favorite male singers for sure. That brother. Yeah, I, thought was, I thought it was straight. I yeah. Thought it was straight. But something, and, and we review more so. For people who've known me for a while, I love Eric Bellinger. Eric Bellinger's been my dog a long time. Um, but I, I've been objective in the saying the last few years, he's been real hit or miss with me. Mm. Um, great songwriter, obviously, but just his songs, I felt like he he went into the trendy sound. Mm-hmm. He can really sing. He can really write with the best of them and make better music than what he's making. But I mean, you know, he's dropping. He, he drops like Larry June drops. <laughs> like every four <laughs> months, new R&B project from Eric. You're like, all right. And in the beginning, it was constant fire. Now it's kind of like, eh. You work with hit, uh, Hitmaker, who Hitmaker, I, I feel like, is dope in doses. And mm-hmm. what I mean by dope and doses, if like he got a, if he got a bang on your album, it's going bang. But from what I'm noticing, a hit maker executively produced album, is not all. It's the way too there. redundant, bro. Yeah, and the three, the three examples. First one would be the Todd Allison Jeremiah record. Mm-hmm. There were songs I liked, but overall was missing something. Then he EPTI's latest album, which is definitely one of his better albums. Mm-hmm. But there's records that T.I. should have never rapped on, like mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then this album, I just felt like it was. I'm riding. I'm like, what is this, yo? Like, it you feel like you're trying to make it a hit on every record. It just <laughs> it it didn't feel right, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. When I listened to it, I was like, man, this is a man's. I was comparing. I was going to call him the um, New Age uh, Dante Austin, but I think that might be different. That might be a little disrespectful to Dante. So, because like he's a great writer, and maybe he can make a plethora of amazing reference tracks. But the thing is, he well, this album he's made ref. I mean, he wrote like Fine China, so like he can he can make big hits. But I think. And no disrespect to, to John Tell Austin, but like the Rebirth by Eric Bell, that's one of the best R and B albums I've ever heard in my life. Like to this day, I still play that, you know. But I just like honestly, for me, I either get in a shuffle or I go straight to like, all right, I want to listen to this. So I'm listening to that. I wasn't feeling it, 
then I'm like, yo, I'm listening to Chris Crack, this this uh I guess underground rapper I've been like mm-hmm. I got kinda hip to. He signed the eight track label. Yeah. And like I think this is his first offering of this year and it was okay to me, but it went hitting the soul, bro. You probably gonna clown me. But I was like, man, I'm about to go play some Bieber Valley, bro. I'm going to play Journals because, like, he just did the little live concert. He called you nigger again. <laughs> and I'm like, bet, man, Journals still my favorite Bieber album, bro. Like, change me. How do you, like, I don't, like, yeah, I just can't, I haven't played Bieber since I heard that audio, bro. And, and you know I love what Purpose and you like, like journals is better than purpose even before you hated him <laughs> yes I will die on that hill I'm not gonna argue doesn't mean because he called me a nigger so but um <laughs> see I, I have a retort but you're smart so what you, is your retort my retort is like do you listen to Post Malone but I'm like you don't listen to Post Malone I don't listen to Post Malone <laughs> that's why I'm like I don't have it. <laughs> that's not me being smart that you having a horrible point <laughs> yeah no, there's not you I don't, listen to Post Malone I don't know if you do. Like, what do you mean in any genre? No, like currently, like that you're bumping, like that's hot, that's new. That's what I mean. Like, that's relevant. As a rapper or a singer? Yeah, that's relevant. Is is it Ariana Grande? White, right? Yeah. (laughs) Boom! You lost. She called you a nigga too. Okay, you're right. (laughs) Male. Uh, I just listened to that Jack Harlow album. That's actually a that's gonna go down as like an underrated rap album. Like it's an average it's a pretty cool album, but it had nothing to go back on. Like I didn't have no urge to play it again. Nah, that Chris Brown record is dope. And then the record with um uh I can't think of his name. With with Bryson and Static Major, that that record's the one. Can't tell you they all sound like the same record to me. T shirt But yeah, that that's all I got for music, uh this week but it was cool to have like a lot of different music um is there anything else you want to talk about musically or you want to get straight Uh, to the hey shout it's lupe's birthday man shout out to the goat lupe fiasco man lupe fiat all right um no that's dope and before we, I guess this is going to segue into my black history to, you know, Judas and the Black Messiah. Black history fact of the day, as we're recording this, which is February 16th, 2018, we as a culture united to see Black Panther as it debuted in theaters. That's my black That's history crazy. Fact. First uh, black-led movie with a billion. <laughs> yeah, that was monumental. Been in the man. box office, won an Oscar. First Marvel film that ever won an Oscar. Bro, I yeah. saw that in theater. I was like, man, this is like I thought it was good. You know how it is when we get a movie, we get something. It, they always gonna find some way to fuck it up. They did not. I was like, this movie is a good movie. Like, <laughs> we won. That's the only time, literally, half of my job. I work in news. They wore dashigis to work. And no one said anything because they knew what type of time we were on. <laughs> Y'all thought they looked like Nancy Pelosi and them? <laughs> <laughs> the black people know. 
Um, Wait, they, yo, that is a crazy thing that that really happened, bro. That really happened last year. No one cares, bro. <laughs> I don't understand. This life is hard. But like that, that movie, man, like it just and what it did. I, I, I probably saw the movie like three, four times. I saw it like Thursday. And we saw it at the Hoffman. I'm like, yo, babe, you gotta get here. We're gonna save your spot, but not for long. Like, you gotta get here. And, and, I don't know um, how you saved your spot. That shit was packed. Yeah, no, it was one of them, like, you don't get here at a certain time. You you missing out. And no, it was it was definitely worth it. Um, R.P. Chadwick, that's that's still pretty crazy to say. Because it's just like, they was really about right, to make two. That's so crazy. I think Kobe, Kobe, those are the two most impactful deaths of last year. Kobe's just like, Kobe's not supposed to die. And then Chow is like, wait. Nah, I'm say, nah, because I'm a basketball fan, like, Kobe's in, Kobe's is in my face all the time. Like, I see a clip, and I'm just like, damn. Chadwick's like, every time I think of, like you said, like, I think of Black Panther somewhere. I think of a, a black movie. He's like, oh, we had another one, or we get another one here. It's like... Dude, we really lost Chadwick Boseman, bro. Like, it's like, we're really, really not going to get another one. Or oh, the one like, we get, we just going to be sad, bro. It's dumb. Like, yeah. Like, it's just that feeling when you look at the shit. It's bittersweet, bro. So, yeah, what, what's your what's your black history fact? Uh, I guess mine goes into the movie. I guess some ties into the movie. Mine's is, my namesake, Robert George Seal, a.k.a. Bobby Seal, man. Founded the Black Panther Party in 1966, man. Like, it's a legend, bro. I think, and that party is a template to so many street turn political movements to that is going on to this day. I mean, people talk about Crips um, saving people from the police and stuff like that. Like, that's in that vein. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, I think it was Community. I forget the acronym for Crip. But like they come, it comes from the Black Panthers. Like they yes, were trained or whatever. Um, and it's crazy since you spoke on that. I've known Rob since 2008. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I've known Rob since 2008. I did not know he was named after Bobby Seal, bro. Like that was just like what? For real? Like Bobby Seal? Like that's yes. that hit the saw. I was like, yo, that's. That's cool. Man. It's like it's like when your grandma hugs you and put a twenty in your hand. Hey. It just brightens up your day. Or when grandma, <laughs> yo, y'all know me, man. My grandma be coming through with the sweaters. My my dopest clothes <laughs> that like aren't like you know has a message on it. My grandma didn't found, bro. Like, oh wow, yeah, shout out grandma. Like my my polos and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so hey. lacing you. She be she be knowing, bro. She know the vibes. But um nah man let's get straight to it Judas and the Black Messiah um it's been highly talked about for a long time yeah bro the I had story. to get HBO Max like the actual thing because I had it as an add on to my Hulu and I tried to look at Judas and the Black Messiah it wasn't there so I was like what so I canceled that and I had to actually get the man it's another fifteen that was crazy so was it worth it though. Yes, <laughs> it better have been worth it. The whole time before I pressed play, I was like, "This thing better be worth this fifteen dollars." <laughs> oh man, it was worth it. Like you know, what I'm saying I, I don't even like watching like some a lot. Most movies I watch are like throwback movies or like movies I've seen before. <laughs> but no, this is yeah, no, 
This is a great movie, bro. It makes me, like you said, it makes me hate white people more again. <laughs> yeah, J. Edgar Hoover, man. I oh, really, man. I really don't like J. Edgar Hoover. And then for me, like, shout out to the homie Malik Obi. Um, he had point. Well, one, let me just say this: it's an amazing film. Um, I know one thing that my brother and I, and we could touch on it if you want to. We we talk about he, my brother. You know, we have like we have two different timelines. Mine's is what, what do you say politically correct timeline, mm-hmm. and yours is just whatever. My brother's timeline, <laughs> he he's into you know like the gaming whatever, and mm-hmm. stuff that he sees. They're like, yo, why do we get all these? British people to play these prominent black people like they're mm-hmm. not from here and I'm like that's valid but for me I'm just like and maybe you might have a different opinion I, I hear their plight and if they do a horrible job oh we get to flame them like <laughs> like the Harriet Tubman like she wasn't from America or whatever and then she said stuff about blacks so when that movie didn't do well it was like I don't like the word black. <laughs> stuff about blacks. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm saying that's kind of how she like alluded. Like when she said something about African American people, let me be politically correct for someone, <laughs> edits it and gets me out of here. But I'm like, if you do a role and it's phenomenal, I don't really know. Like this might be the best role Daniel Kaleh has played to date. He could win a he could win an Oscar for this. He can't. I think he should be nominated. Probably he probably won't. <laughs> but um, I mean, imagine playing Fred Hampton and winning the Oscar. <laughs> that would be a surprise for sure. But um, we talk about shaking the table. But uh, as far as like British actors, um, I understand. Yeah, if you could find someone who's like from, like if you could find a black man from Chicago or something, you know. And could speak like that and could deliver that level of performance, then yeah, you should. I mean, I think it's a more of a, um, equal opportunity is all around. I think the same way you wouldn't like, you, we don't like when they hire a quote unquote light skinned person to play a, a person who's historically, you know, accurately dark skinned. Right. It's, it's the same way. It's like, yo, if I'm from Chicago or if I'm from DC or if I'm from LA, it's like some people talking about the um, Meek Mill movie, the Baltimore joint. Yeah, he was like, "Yo," he's like, "Yo," like <laughs> you don't sound like you're from Baltimore. It's like, "Yo," you could hire people from Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? Nah, definitely like, that movie. It was okay. You don't. But, know if it ain't, but I mean, like I said, there's no slight to his performance because his performance is a That great performance. But yeah, I can understand. I mean, if you think you could get that out of somebody locally, yeah, sure. But I will say the only, I guess, my only gripes with the movie, and if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, y'all can fast forward. Um, <laughs> they, well, people don't realize, and you don't even really realize it while watching the movie, Fred Hampton died at 21. Thanks. And Fred Hampton's people that he was rolling with, even though they weren't 21, they looked young. Fred or Daniel Kalea does not look 21. He look like he's 30, right? <laughs> Lakeith Stanfield, the person he was playing, you know, Bill O'Neill, mm-hmm. he was 18, bro. In 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 real life, 
Mm-hmm. Does Lakeith look 18 to you? No. Racism ages you. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I see where you're coming. But, yeah, I, I think the age could have been better explained. And I, I got it in a sense where they they took it from um, Lakeith's character, Bill O'Neill's standpoint, because he's the Judas so mm-hmm. it starts after you know 68 like when King died after that mm-hmm. but I would have loved to see like Fred in like high school whatever just like to kind of see like, like how did he become who he was mm-hmm. cause man the amount of his leadership yo I mean to be that gifted as a leader can... that young man that's that's incredible yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need to have a one-off with a man like that. It's not like you get one Fred Hampton movie and you just done with it. No, I think you, you, say you can get one that tells his life story. But will we want to know his I'm life? I'm not sure it's going to be a full, like, theatrical release or something. Yeah, like, I think there's, there's Fred Hampton documentaries. But no, it was, it was really good. Um... The FBI man is they really was getting people out of here. Like yeah, when we were kids and our parents used to tell us about the man, we would laugh. The and man as we real. get older, we're just like, he's everywhere. Like the fact time. I've never seen someone displeased about someone going to jail. It's like he's going to jail. It's like that's good, right? No. It's like <laughs> Huey New went to jail and became a celebrity. Eldridge Cleaver went to jail <laughs> and now we can't even get to him. You know what you need to do. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and also, I want to say people have been arrested and jailed for a lot of petty crimes. Yo, what they got, Frank? Well, screw it. We already said spoilers. <laughs> Fam, $77 worth of ice cream sandwiches. First of all, you know, Ray especially at, at that time, at that time, ice cream sandwich was probably twenty five cents. <laughs> so that's about three hundred ice cream sandwiches. How the hell do you steal three hundred ice cream sandwiches? And I'm not saying it warranted him going to jail, but if I met a man on the street and he told me he had three hundred ice cream sandwiches, I think he was crazy. <laughs> I don't know what what life were you living that requires three hundred ice cream sandwiches. You know what type of quick hustle you have? They melt. You, you gotta sell them bitches, bro. And then you get two to five, bro. Yeah, two to five is crazy. Like, yo, know, I seen a nigga get arrested for jaywalking though at Kentland Day, so I'm not surprised. But I told my brother, he's like, you get arrested for jaywalking. I'm like, yeah, that's technically illegal. Man, it was crazy because me and Sean jaywalked. He jaywalked in front of us, and we jaywalked right behind him. And he, they grabbed him and put him in the car. I was like. Oh my god, that could have been us. It actually wouldn't have been us because they would have tried and we would have ran. <laughs> but yeah, like, and then for him to lose the appeal, like, he lost the appeal well, on ice I cream mean, sandwiches, bro. If they got you stealing 300 ice cream sandwiches, <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to win that. Like, if someone's convinced them that you've done it, what are you going to convince them? I don't know where those 300 ice cream sandwiches came from. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I just thought that was super crazy. It's an amazing movie that everyone should check out. Um, For sure. No, tell me why I was speaking. Shout out to the homie Ja, friend of the show. And he was like, yeah, for Valentine's Day, 
he wanted to watch Judas and the Black Messiah, but his girl was like, oh, I want to watch some lovey-dovey. Let's watch uh, Malcolm and Marie. I was like, Ja, please tell me you did not watch <laughs> Malcolm and Marie. He was like, nah, I saw your tweets and other people saying it, so we ended up watching Sylvie's Love. I was like, yes, thank God, because y'all would have been blown, bro. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I heard yeah, everybody said it was trash, and I told you I'm not watching that shit. So. It's not trash. <laughs> it's it's super toxic, bro. Like <laughs> it's a it's an amazing like it's how it's shot. It's, the cinematography is great. But yeah, if you if you don't want to watch toxic or I guess relive past triggers, you you shouldn't watch that movie. <laughs> Especially on a Valentine's Day where you supposed to be boot nah. You thinking like, oh yeah, we about to watch this movie, Netflix and chill, haha. Netflix and argue, and then you gotta sleep on your See? side of the bed. <laughs> yeah, that's the shit I've been bad at. Like, like you got me watch this movie, and now we about to have an argument. Yeah. I used to do that. She would be like, we watch something. She would be like, so, and I'd be like, I no, like the so would definitely have like literally. It's one of them things I, I told him. I'm like, yo, if you and your girl aren't good that week, because, you know, being in a relationship, you got your really good weeks, you got your <laughs> bad weeks. If y'all kind of had a bad week, you don't need to watch that. <laughs> that's one of the movies. I bet you that's one of the movies where, like, you laugh at the wrong parts. It's like, oh, so you think this is funny? You yeah. Like, <laughs> so when it's he was really like, we watched Sylvie's bad. Love, I was like, yes, Sylvie's Love works. But, um,. I guess I'll tell you guys and the listeners my Valentine's Day experience this week because my anniversary is a few days before. So, um, one of the greatest songs that bass line, bro, at like eight minutes. Never mind. Y'all, y'all know, y'all know the vibes. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, got got the gifts. Rob was saying I was a Twitter dude because I had the I sent him a picture of what I did, the rose petals, whatever. She said she always wanted it, so I got it. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up, bro. Now that's what's up, bro. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know it was a special request. I thought you thought it was swaggy. I mean, it is swaggy, but it was a request. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. I, you, I was letting you live. <laughs> But um no nah, I mean we we exchange gifts uh we both like we got some really she she gave your boy a Hey Arnold crew neck Chip Skylark shirt and a, um paid in full shirt which thought were hard I, I gave her What's up? uh the electric wine opener or bottle opener so now she don't have to struggle with opening it's like the, the wine. That one cost a lot like that joint's like forty five dollars bro. How much did you get? It was like $13. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, man, I'm missing out on something. I might get that. 45 Nah, I, I am. Does she drink a lot of wine? Yeah, no, she totally, totally does. But sometimes she forgets, like, her bottle opener. So it's like, we got to figure that out. So getting that is, like, cool. Um, I got her this Bowie jersey, Bowie hockey jersey. Shout out Tones of Melanin. I got her this Morgan you said Booby, like Booby Gibson. I was like, who the Heck fuck is no. a fan Why of Booby Gibson? Her a boob- anyway, I got her this uh, Morgan crew neck sweater. Um, what else? I, I got her this glow in the dark teddy bear. That was that was that cool. That sounds creepy. What? 
I'm a real nigga. If I wake up and that bitch is glowing in my bed, you have to click the button for it to glow. You got to click like his hand. Now that's counterproductive because now I don't like what the I got to turn it on. Yes. (laughs) No, bro. It's too much work. Yeah, but no, I got some dope stuff, man. And got flowers mailed to the crib and whatnot. So, yeah. Doing my due diligence. And yeah, we watched Judas and the Black Messiah. We got facials. That was pretty cool. Um, man, got some food and that's. Meek ain't the only one that seen sickly guys. Ha, no. (laughs) And I will say, it was it was so interesting. Like it was in a salon, and I haven't been in like a hair salon in so long. And I'm just in there. I'm like, man, I haven't been in here like. I haven't been in a salon in years, right? And then because it's a facial, you gotta take off your mask. So that's like the first time I've been in like a public place without a mask. Obviously because I'm getting my facial. I'm like, man, this felt weird, but it felt good to like breathe. You know what I'm saying? Thank goodness stuff wasn't there. <laughs> this guy. Um but yeah, let's see. Is there anything else we got to discuss before we get up out of here? Oh, something really dope, man. Really dope. Dave Chappelle got the rights back to the Go. Chappelle show. And it would be on that. I think it's on Netflix already. Yeah. I know it's on HBO Max. You said it's on HBO Max? Oh, so he got it back mm-hmm. on everything. Well, if you get money from it, put it everywhere. So that's yeah. dope. I mean, dog, talking about leverage and everything coming full circle. Full circle. Put the work in, bro. Stuck to his guns, man. Respectful, man. And can you imagine? He's he's, he's thought about bringing back the Chappelle show. Like, if we get a third season, bro, in today's time? That's crazy. Because think about it. This on Netflix. Mm. If if it debuts on Netflix, they can't really get canceled because it's on Netflix. And if you make it like an event, like yo, I'm about to say, and Netflix makes it. He makes Netflix a lot of money. Yeah, like, like, clearly, clearly, they willing to do that level of business with him. That it, it could be something special, man, and it have it like I know you have you're not watch, watching WandaVision, but they're not like dropping it like you know binge the whole season this week by week. So imagine yo nine o'clock. Netflix dupe is on and and we lit. You know that that would be really cool. Yeah, as long as it's not Wandavision. You hate Wandavision's <laughs> been fired, bro. But again, Rob Rob hating, so it's cool. We not we not gonna talk about it. When he's lost in the future Marvel movies, I'm like, you should have watched Wandavision. He'll be like, all right. <laughs> I hope I hope it, I hope I'm not lost. <laughs> Let's see before. I think that's it, man. Um, I'm gonna start with the shout outs. I want to give a big special shout out to fellow friend of the show, uh, Mike Sykes. That's our dog, and he has this uh, special delivery where you know he unboxes and talks about the latest and greatest shoes that's coming out. So for his uh review of the Revenge of the Dreamers two. Stars Dreamers 2 He wore our hoodie The 1992 hoodie And I'm like Yo that's That's crazy Like he wore it So shout out USA Today Shout out Sykes uh, We want to get you guys The merch We we running into Some some hiccups So whenever we figure it out 
we'll let you know if you got it we appreciate you they're trying to hold us there if you don't just continue to wait it'll be here eventually um (laughs) also shout out one of my coworkers, hannah she has a podcast um where we talk about movies and we're breaking down like the whole story arc of a film and what we like what we didn't like so we did one night in miami when that comes out, I'll let you guys know. And then my last shout-out, last big shout-out, um, shout-out to the big bro, Jarrell, uh, for Joe's um, Emporium. Uh, they did a, a panel where they allowed me to speak, which I always yeah, find it cool. Sure. Like, I picked me to speak. I, I'm I'm all right. But uh, just telling the, the young creatives what to expect in the world of journalism or just as a creative themselves and that was really cool and the conversations on YouTube now so I'm gonna put the link in the description um that was really cool man like I, I like doing stuff like that so always being able to 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 meet or be a blessing to others that's that's really cool so you made it this far we appreciate you listening more to come uh Rob do a shout and then we playing you know nip and hove like that's that <laughs> yeah that's that I don't really have a shout out to you no. Yeah, you don't got nothing. You like that's it. <laughs> like, I can't think of anybody. <laughs> yeah, other than that, man. Um, that's it. Y'all stay. Hey, yo, prayers to everybody in Texas right now, yo. Like, this snow is it's been crazy down there, bro. How many inches they got? It depends. I mean, certain areas, certain areas like a few, like three or four. Some is like one or two. But they got they got snow in Galveston Beach, which it never snows down there. That's crazy. But you know, like the further north you go, they or or in the Midwest, they're really prepared. Mm-hmm. They treat the roads in Texas. They're not treating nothing. So everyone's kind of like, yo, don't drop, and they lost power and everything. Yeah, I heard it's like crazy. Dude. Yeah, a lot of people lost power. Like, there was a big accident early this week. I had to check up on Big Rob. Like, yo, you straight? And yeah, yeah, that was lost. a tornado in uh, North Carolina. Yeah, I saw that. At the at the coast. And my brother hit me up. He was like, yo, you, are you safe? And I, I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I no, I like, mean, this winter storm is affecting really three-fourths of the country. It's been raining like hell here. And it's cold as a motherfucker. Yeah, and y'all supposed to... I don't know if y'all getting snow. We're supposed to get snow. I really... I. I hit a Brian on Twitter. I'm like, yo, thank God you did this cross this cross country trip last week, cause you would have been like screwed, bro. <laughs> you leave here, it goes from regular weather to then it's cold. Like it's it's cold. It's 15 degrees in Houston. That's nuts, bro. <laughs> 15 degrees. Think about this, Rob. That's crazy. The Houston Chronicle, which is their paper. This was the first day in its history that they were not able to print pages. They were able to <laughs> print pages during every hurricane, even Hurricane Harvey that hit four years ago. That's, they they couldn't print today. That's wild. Yeah, man, the stuff is just crazy. Oh, I mean, in Texas. You got, like, Oklahoma getting, like, eight inches. The Midwest, like, I don't know how Marcel's doing it out of Chicago. Like, <laughs> they they experience it, like, neck. I, I pray I never get to experience, like, negative degree weather, bro. 
I've been in I think I've been in negative degree weather before. Here? Like in Maryland? No. Oh. I've been I've been in Chicago. <laughs> I, I heard that's a different level of cold, man. Like when we was playing in in the cold. We it was, was cold. cold. <laughs> That's really one of the greatest tweets Michael Irvin ever said. That's one of the greatest tweets in, in Twitter history, by the way. That's that's like that's one of them codes where like you plan out your whole trip before you leave wherever you're at. You're like, all right, I'm gonna go to the car, open this door, take this bag out, close the door, lock it. I'm gonna be back inside in about twenty seconds. So, all right, cool. <laughs> Come back inside. Oh shit. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, it's real out there, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. So that that's pretty much it. Um, R.I.P. Neighborhood. Shout out Jay for continuing to be the greatest rapper. Yo. Ever. Oh, and also salute Biggie. Got a new uh, Netflix documentary oh. coming out March first. We'll talk more about that when it gets closer. It's yeah, we got a couple weeks away. So y'all be safe, man. Y'all be easy. Y'all be blessed. Till yeah. next time, peace. peace. And this is what it feels like. Feels like, feels like. And this is what it feels like. Feels like, feels like. Cause a nigga is special first You get successful, then it get stressful thirst Niggas gon' test you, see what your texture's worth Diamonds and pipes, one of them pressure burst Street niggas, still I get checks and spurts I'm for peace, but before I get pressed, I murk Better days, pray for, but expecting worse At this level, boy, shit, I'm just less concerned Cruising in the six, looking at the proceeds of rap music on my wrist. Drop another mixtape, my shit booming out this bitch. Young Malcolm, I'm the leader of the movement out this bitch. Look, and this is what it feels like. Reach a level, make you question, is it real life? All the weed good, all the pussy real tight. And the only rule, keep your dollar bills and this right. Is what it feels like. And this is what it feels like. what it feels like and this is what it feels like Scorpion bricks, way before Orbeez double disc, 40 on my lap, clap, sound like 40 did the mix, filled the bass, sip coat, like a Michelin star chef, chef, kiss to my wrist, I go dummy with my left, I arrest on my dick, try to audit all my checks, too late, you know they hate when you become more than they expect, you let them crack a storm, your capital put their feet up on your desk, and yet you talking tough to me, I lost all my little respect, I'm selling weed, in the open, bringing folks home from the feds, I know the payback gonna be me. I'm saving all my little bread, pray for me, y'all, one day I'ma have to pay for these thoughts, real niggas is this thing it ain't safe for me my dog they killing niggas in they own hood that makes sense to you at all you burnt your bridge to the other side you know you can't swim across y'all know niggas can't swim they fried mike after you die y'all know niggas can't win you never land no jokes aside i arrived on the day fred hampton got murdered hold up assassinated just to clarify further which y'all gave birth is the chairman mixed with jeff Ford. big step on the jet with my legs crossed black stones on my neck y'all can't kill christ black messiah is what i feel like Shit ain't gon' stop cause y'all spill blood We gon' turn up even more since y'all killed And this is what it feels like 
And this is what it feels like And this is what it feels like And this is what it feels like Feels like.